0: Hello, this is Nita Wilkinson from In the Whisper, and I have with me today Heidi Reeser, and we're going to talk to you about Mary Magdalene and why we think she would be our friend. But first, I want Heidi to talk a little bit about her trip to over to Jerusalem and the Holy Land, and you went to Magdala, so tell us a little bit about that and what you learned and how it made you feel. So I guess I should start
1: with the fact that um, I think everyone except one of my sisters had been to the Holy Land and every time they would talk about going, it was just a lifelong dream and they were so excited. And I would always think, oh, how wonderful for you. I have not really a burning desire to go to the Holy Land. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm very comfortable in my own setting, in my own home. And when I vacation, I just like to go someplace mindless and look at the beautiful scenery and eat good food and rest and read a lot of books. And so the Holy Land had just never been on my bucket list so we have a new pastor uh, three years ago and Pastor Ben and Casey had just right when they first came they said we're going to go on a trip to the Holy Land and we're so excited and so Jack and I had gone out to dinner and gotten some pizza with them and we were talking about it and I said he said I'd love to take a group and Jack said oh I think our church would just love to go and I said (laughs) Oh, <laughs> wonderful. That sounds great. And I said, So, so how did this all come about? So Ben was saying that he was in seminary and they were talking about taking this trip to the Holy Land, and he was going with the bishop, and he came home and told his wife, Casey. And Casey said, Oh, great, have a good time. I'm not going. <laughs> and I looked at her and I said that's exactly how I feel. I, I'm nervous about the culture, about the political climate, and mm. I would be afraid that with my big mouth that I might <laughs> say something that would be offensive or what do you wear and what about the food and mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I even want to do that. And, and Jack looked at me like I was just ridiculous and said, oh, I think, I think that would be wonderful. So we came home and I kind of looked at him and said, what did you get me into? I don't, <laughs> I don't know. So, long story short, um, the more we talked about it, Casey said, I would go back. I would love to go back. And oh. they didn't even know anybody in our church and they didn't know anything about it. And Jack said, You know, if we can pull this together and help you, he said, I think a lot of people would go. So, turns out we, we got everything set and the, the response was incredible we had about i think about 34 35 people from First United Methodist Church that wow. went and then Pastor Ben and Casey's son-in-law and daughter went with us and their son Cole is a pastor and then two of two of Ben's I think his high school friend and his wife went with us and then there was a woman from the Methodist Church who had she lives in another city and comes to church here with her parents so she and some of her women's group decided wow. to go. So anyway, we went and and it was and I was pretty nervous. Um, first of all, I'm not a big I don't love to fly, and so I was a little nervous That's a about f- long flight. It is a long flight, <laughs> and there were but it was from the minute we got on, it was so fascinating because there were so many Jewish people on the flight with us. Oh wow! And during the twelve hour flight, they would stop and pray and you would walk back to the bathroom and all of these people are congregating in the open areas where they tell you don't congregate and stand (laughs) and they were praying and they were so devout and it was hot on that plane Mm -hmm. and so they were fully dressed in their long coats and their hats and their prayer shawls and they were covered and holding their 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 um bibles and it was so impressive and so it was almost like it was an immersion and so we got there and it was a little scary i was i was really uncomfortable at first but i'll tell you what it was amazing and to see that devotion
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um i don't even know how you you know you, you kind of want to say it's almost an obsession but it was such a beautiful joy that they all had in worshiping. So wow. we went to bed and we were in a in a Jewish hotel. So that there is an elevator that is just for Shabbat so that it only, you, you don't have to touch any buttons. The doors open and it stops at every single floor. Um, the meals we ate at the hotel were kosher and it took me a long time till I figured it all out, but
0: yeah, but I don't understand it either. <laughs> no, it was it was fascinating. Anyway, that's a whole other story.
1: So so then we we toured Jerusalem first, and it was beautiful. The first morning I woke up, and I I don't sleep well anyway, and so when I woke up, it was I don't know what time it was, but with the time change and the travel and the um, I looked, I checked my watch, and I realized, oh, it's I think it was seven seven o'clock maybe in Ohio time and so I started texting with my daughter and said oh we're here and I just woke up and so she and I were texting back and forth before she went to school and I heard this sound and I stopped and it was a call to prayer oh wow from a minaret mm-hmm. right outside mm-hmm. of our hotel window it was it was just incredible I was, kind of like Dorothy in, in Wizard of Oz, yeah. not in Kansas anymore. <laughs> so it, it was just fascinating. And so we toured Jerusalem, and then we went out to Magdala um, and moved to the Sea of Galilee. And every time we went past the Sea of Galilee, the light shining, the sunshine, the moonlight, the glistening water, we had the most incredible weather. It was so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, it wasn't super warm, which was nice because we yeah. did a lot of walking, um, up and down cobblestones and in and out, but the weather was, was wonderful. So we had beautiful light and it was like God's light was just shining oh, wow. on this trip. Mm-hmm. So Magdala was amazing. Um, if, if you can look it up on online, there's a place that's called, I think it's magdala.org, www m-a-g-d-a-l-a dot org Uh and there's a chapel there and there is um an archaeological dig where they found the synagogue and the marketplace and we went down and worshiped in the in this room that's called oh rats now I'm not going to be able to remember what it's called um I'll find it but there's (laughs) a there's a, a place in the bottom that is they took all of the stones from the marketplace and rec- recreated the flooring wow. from the marketplace in this... Oh, it's called the Encounter Chapel. Oh, wow. Just wow. incredible. Incredible. Where a woman, the woman who was
0: bleeding, encountered Christ. Oh, wow. It, it is amazing. I just can't... I can't wrap my head around being where Jesus walked. Exactly. And, and, you know, you and I were talking earlier about Magdala, which I don't think of having this kind of rich history with Jesus but it does and so you were talking about um how uh, tell me a little bit about where the place with the women talk about that a little bit oh, because so that it's, was
1: oh it's, it's so beautiful for us it is it is and and i'll
0: probably cry because you know i
1: cry that's about okay. everything that i do um <laughs> that has any meaning so there is a um the chapel is um is been has been resurrected for the women who followed Jesus. Mm-hmm. So there are these pillars. When you walk into it, there's this huge open room, and all around the outside of it are kind of coves with um, with mosaics of the various um, experiences that Jesus had on the Sea of Galilee. Mm-hmm. So it, it is it's just incredible, and it's really open. And then they have these huge marble marble pillars that um, have names of the women who follow Jesus. So there is a Mary of Magdala, there's um, Susanna and Joanna, mm-hmm. and then there's one that's called, I, I can't, I don't I don't speak the language, but it was like in the millions of women who love Jesus. Mm-hmm. And when the tour guide told us this, she said, and this is for us, ladies.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: We love Jesus, and that's why we're here. We have a pillar. We have a pillar,
0: yeah. And Mother Teresa, they have some pictures of her there. So oh, even beautiful. though yes. she may not have done her work there, they understand that she is one of the women that followed Jesus. I exactly. just think that's amazing. And I, I have to tell people that are listening, I didn't know that you had this experience when I asked you to do it. I just asked you because you were one of my first friends here in, in Belle Fountain. And we always connect so well. And I thought, oh, the perfect first person to be on my podcast. And here you've had this experience that just adds to who Mary Magdalene was and how important that ministry that those women had, they have a whole bunch of pillars and i mean a place that's set for them because that ministry was that important exactly and exactly and you got to walk there
1: (laughs) and when you think of who women were considered at that time Mm -hmm. in the world exactly that jesus had such a connection with the lost Mm -hmm. and i just feel such a beauty in that
0: i think so and i think um all three of the women that I have in this Bible series, uh, Mary Magdalene, Mary and Martha, right. and the Samaritan woman. Those oh, are the yes. three New Testament women that we're studying. Jesus is starting to break down those barriers. And the first barrier is with Mary and Magdalene and the other women that went with him because there were married women right. that went with him and that was not done then. Oh, and yet the most perfect person to ever walk on the face of the earth who's holy and righteous was okay with that so that was one of the barriers that was taken down and I I never thought I wanted to go either until you went and now I it is on my bucket list and and I never thought of Magdala as being such a prominent life-changing place but for you it just Touched you to your core.
1: It was transformative. It really, really was. And and the woman who gave us the tour was telling us that um, she was from New Jersey, and, <laughs> which I love. And <laughs> so I know it's such a riot. And and so we we were all we got there. We were touring, and there the big billboards up, and and how all of this came about was through the Franciscans of the Roman Catholic Church, mm-hmm. and without their dedication and work. There would be very little christianity um christian uh places of ho- holy places that would be left there, and so their their work and their dedication and the and the fund the money that right. went, went into it right so it's really incredible to to be there and to see that and to know that so many people took pride in that so the woman when she started talking um my husband and I were always. Just marveling at each little thing and right. and we would stop and just, just, you know, you touch these things. I'm a very, I guess I'm a very tactile person. I didn't think so. But to be there and have all of your senses, um, I said it, it felt like they were all sparking at once. And yeah. my head was on swivel and all of my senses were just heightened during that trip.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we would. Um, they were calling us over, and they're like, you know, they're the racers. They're still trying <laughs> tagging over there. They're still walking through. So we walked over and we sat down. We're like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So we sat, and everybody laughed because we were last to many things. And um, and so when we sat down, and then this woman started telling us about Magdala, about the archaeological dig, and there was a mudslide, and they found coins that were there during the time of Jesus, you, that is that's indisputable. You know, we have that faith in the things we haven't seen, but for so many people that mm-hmm. need that physical reminder and, and definite proof is, I think that's just, it, what a gift from God right? that we all are getting that. So, so she started talking with this New Jersey accent, <laughs> which and I love. It was just <laughs> such a riot. And then she came over while we were buying some things, um, some trinkets on the way out, and and she talked to us and said that she came on a on a tour like we were on with our church, and she now goes back and dedicates a portion of every year to volunteer at this place of just incredible beauty. In inside the sanctuary, past the pillars of women, there is a huge boat. Um, and that 's where the the priests uh, preach from and on the and then it 's sitting on this green marble that looks like the water uh-huh. of the Sea of Galilee, and outside it 's just a huge window past that, and outside of that is is the Sea of Galilee. And just, I, you worship there. I, I feel bad that we didn't get a chance to be there during a service, but yeah, what a gift. Like what a gift. So I hope at some point we can go back
0: and, and see that too. So yeah. anyway, it's, it was beautiful. It, you showed me the pictures and it, it is beautiful. And I could see where if you're sitting there, it actually looks like, because, because of the way it's built yes. and it's higher up, it actually looks like you're. It's on the Sea of Galilee. It does, and it's very cool. So you could just
1: really picture Jesus preaching from the boat and oh, and being in that in that intimate place yeah. with the Lord.
0: Yeah, it's uh, amazing. just what a, what an amazing amazing gift. It's it, beautiful. I'm... Happy that you got to do that, and now you've made me want to do it. So. Yes, yes. Do it, do it. <laughs> so as you're talking about Mary Magdala and the other women, mm-hmm. um, let, let's talk about where she starts in the Bible in Luke chapter 8, and she's just mentioned briefly there, but there's a whole lot packed into that sentence. She somehow met Jesus when she had seven demons mm-hmm. within her, and he took those out, but we don't know how or when. Or um, You had had a great theory about possibly um, it took seven times to get those Um, demons out so um, I thought that was interesting as well but it also says that they traveled with him Mm -hmm. and they financially supported him and all of the time I've studied the bible and I've read that before I knew Mary had seven demons Mm -hmm. I never I mean it says it but I never got the financial support, so that was interesting to me. And and um, I think we're going to talk in, the, in a few minutes about the characteristics of who she is and why she'd be our friend. But first, let's talk about who she wasn't, because there's a mm-hmm. lot of rumors about Mary. <laughs> yes, I, in everything
1: I kept reading, I, I, I think my favorite thing said that Mary of Magdala was one of the most speculated people in the New Testament. Mm-hmm. Not just that she was a woman... But just one of those people and there have been wild claims that are untrue. Yes. So interesting. And you know, haven't man, I think we have we can
0: all connect with that. There have been some wild claims that are untrue. (laughs) Yes. And probably about all of us. Yes. At one time or another. Yeah. Yeah. And and she was who she's not, she was not the adulteress. Right. There is nothing in the Bible to put her there, yet that is something that many people thought she was the adulteress, and in fact, I was reading an older commentary that was my grandmother's, and they kind of allude to that, and I'm just thinking, you know, but they don't have, of course, they have scripture with everything, but they don't have scripture with that because there's no scripture to back it up, and also, and we we are more aware of this now but it's been there forever that she was married to Jesus or yes. that she was Jesus's mistress right right and as we talk about her characteristics and who she was what we know from her this just not would wouldn't be who she was and true. certainly he wouldn't have had her travel with her, with all the other women, if there any of that was true. So right. um, you can take those things off your list. Right, right. I knew a nun who believed that she was married to Jesus.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> a nun.
0: She was a former nun, yes. but she believed that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> she was, she, um, you would love her. She was just a fun, fun woman. Is that,
1: that's still. fascinating. I, I think it's so interesting that um, that people have put so much time and effort into... Bringing up something that is a negative, why I don't know is that a human thing? Maybe, but but the Lord was so good about searching out the people that were lost and on the margins and mm-hmm. and bringing them into his inner circle. Yes, and I think that to me is just so incredibly beautiful and it gives she, us hope absolutely,
0: wherever we are in our life. That gives us hope. Right.
1: And and I was wanted, I, I guess I was thinking about the um the, the seven demons and thinking about when I was um a teenager and rebelling and um and coming up with my own theories and wanting to separate myself from my from being always being the, the good little preacher's daughter. Yeah. And and I know I would just get so mouthy. I know sometimes my mother turned around and thought that I had seven demons <laughs> as well. And and then raising um, a daughter, and and not that she ever had demons, but you know I think we all have those um, those things that creep up inside us that mm-hmm. grow. And if we don't if we don't have a chance to express them to someone or to um, work through those right. with Jesus' love. Um, I don't know. I and and the number 7
0: yeah. is is such a huge number. It is and it, it does it when you were talking about that earlier before we started and and how, you know, it's a whole complete number in the Bible. It makes sense. You know, we don't know and we won't know, but it, those are the interesting things that we can We can wonder about, but we don't need to wonder if she was the adulterous woman in any way. That was done. That is a false claim. Take that off the plate. She was not married to Jesus. No, no. And there are no, you know, kin of them.
1: Right. No. (laughs) Anywhere in the world. Nobody floating around that could have
0: been. No. But I think she was a bold woman, too. She was bold. I mean, in everything she did. And we talk a little bit about the, uh, you know, she she was at the cross. Oh, my. And I cannot imagine, she was, not only was she at the cross, she was at the cross with Jesus' mother. She was near the cross. Mm -hmm.
1: And that was another thing we learned in the Holy Land that I was completely unaware of. When we picture the cross of Jesus, they had, there was a basic, um, I can't remember, like the the base piece Mm -hmm. was set deep in the ground. And so the cross was put on top of that. So jesus face was not six feet above
0: okay i didn't know that i
1: I had no idea we did a a bible study this year um i can't think of what the name of The last 24 hours of jesus life oh yeah and and he he tells about the historic um kind of i don't know the the mechanics Mm -hmm. of crucifixion and said his face jesus face as he was dying was not much higher than his mother Mary's face she was that close oh Mary of Magdala was that close now if you've been with a person who has died we were talking about that too earlier in yeah. case okay, Anita and I had a long conversation <laughs> prior to actually turning on a microphone we haven't
0: seen each other in a while, it's been a while. and
1: so um so we talked about a lot of those things but that experience of watching being with someone as they die, a natural death mm-hmm. is probably one of the most beautiful and painful moments right. of of a life. But to watch your child and your dearest friend and your Lord that close Who in an agonizing. In an agonizing death. Yeah. I, I can I can tell you right now, Nita,
0: there's no way I would have been there. I I, I couldn't have looked into those eyes. Mm-hmm. And and they were they continued to mock him and exactly. humiliate him exactly. even even as he's dying and they could he, probably hear that. I mean, I yeah, it was horrific, but it shows her faithfulness and her loyalty and her devotion to the depth Yes, of her love and connection yes. to him. And none of the disciples were there except John. Right. He was right. the only disciple there. The rest they of them had, had, run, had run away. Right. And I'm not judging that because the whole thing is just so horrific, I can't even imagine. Right. And it's interesting to me, and this is just my speculation, but most of the men ran. But the women had that comfort. Why? Because they weren't seen. Right. Right. They Very weren't true. a threat. No. no. And yet Mary Magdalene is the first one that Jesus went to. And I just love that. I I love that he came to her and said, Go and tell my brothers. She was
1: I I, I wrote down, I found this. She was the first evangelist. She was the first to spread the good news. The good news. She was the first. I never
0: thought of that. The first evangelist was a woman. I love that. Isn't that incredible? And I love that, again, that is Jesus breaking that barrier where some would say that women had no value other than raising children and cooking, cleaning, whatever it is. He saw their value, and he sees our value. Even when when we feel like we have no worth and that we have nothing left to offer him, he loves us so much, and that puts a value on everything. Every single one of us. Absolutely. And Mary Magdalene had that, so her devotion. So knowing what we've talked about here, and of course her devotion also took her to the tomb when no one else was going to do that last act of love. Mary and another Mary, there's mm-hmm. many of them, went to the tomb to to take care and of his, his body. body. That last act of devotion that she could do for him. And you know, when they were going there, they didn't know it was going to happen. Right. They had no right. idea this was the first Easter. Oh no! They were they were in the depths of their grief at, and wondering how they were going to move that big old stone that she watched him be put into. And so they're walking in there, this last act of devotion for him. And but there they he was. went there they knowing, went. knowing that they couldn't move that stone.
1: But they, they had not personally. They knew that they were going to accomplish it what confidence Mm -hmm. what and and in the in the space of their grief they went boldly taking care of that last act I, I just think that is absolutely incredible yes and in one of the gospels I was just trying to look it up I can't I can't find it where but I found that when Jesus because sometimes they'll say you know that the that the um that the angels of the Lord were there and yes. they talked to her. But in, in one of them, it said that he, that she went to the tomb. Jesus came to her and she, she took his feet. So yes. as soon as she saw That's him, my favorite.
0: I, I, I think it's, it's in, in John.
1: John. I thought it was in John, but that's what I was looking at. And now I'm like, now I can't find it, of course. Um, but she said, yes, is this what it is? I don't know. But anyway, um, she went to his feet and I thought, man, if I saw my Lord alive after I had just watched him die, and, and they watched as they put him in this tomb. Yes, she they was were there. sitting there. And then I think I would have definitely fallen down on the ground mm-hmm. and worshiped his feet as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I love that the picture in my head of that because she didn't know who it was. And right. when she did, she he yelled said out, her, rabbi Naira, right? As soon right. as he said her name. He said her name. And... She knew who he was, and you know he. she was clinging to him because he said, don't cling to me. Right, right, go tell my right, brothers right. what you have seen here today. And she did. And can you me. imagine? You know, she went from despair when she saw him at the cross to devotion of I'm going to take care of his body to the delight of oh, my he's alive. And I just, in my head, and of course we can't know, but in my head I just have her just almost giggling with glee that he's alive and she's clinging to his feet. And I just see her face up against his thigh and he's alive and he's, he's flesh and he's blood and he's boned and he's standing and and he looks like Jesus again. And I can imagine her just floating to tell his brothers, the disciples. And then they don't believe her. I know. Well, now I want you to I have think to admit about this. Also, <laughs> I don't know if I would have what? either if I hadn't seen it myself. Right. You know, and then Peter runs, and and John mm-hmm. both ran to meet him, and it's just such a beautiful story. It is, and all the drama. I know all the emotion, all
1: surrounding this. And you know, I always stop and think they were so committed and devoted to to Jesus as He's as he's walking through and preaching and teaching and healing and loving all of them. And then they kill him. What was going through their minds during that time? How many, I, I I think I read a devotion about how, um, are we, are we Sunday people? Are we Friday people, glass half empty or glass completely empty? Or are we Saturday people waiting, yeah, not knowing, and, and questioning. I think a lot of us are those Saturday people questioning and saying, what's happening in, in our world? I mean, talk about talk about a world crisis. Yeah, right. Here we are dealing with this unbelievable worldwide pandemic. Has there ever been a time that the whole world knew?
0: Right? No. In the
1: same panic. Racial injustice Mm -hmm. and people feeling broken and lamenting and angry and raging and Here we're talking
0: about the risen Christ. Yeah And what he did for this broken world that we are seeing so broken right now Exactly. And he's still doing the same things he did back then if we just open our hearts Exactly. Yeah So why would Mary Magdalene be your friend?
1: I would be i I am so compelled by her i know me too to go from that person who was tormented Mm -hmm. really yes so tormented in her life and we don't know how interesting to find out i'll tell you what do you look forward to heaven and being able to kind of (laughs) do uh, or like you said or do we will we even care yeah will we be so caught up in that but there are so many times i just am fascinated not only by what the Bible tells us, but what the Bible doesn't tell us. Right. The different perspectives and the different connections, but to know fully how she met and how she was engaged. Can you imagine you're, you know, just living your life and you find out that somebody's coming into town, you know, I, right. All the times that we've gone to hear somebody sing or somebody performers or, or and, and so you hear about Jesus and then you go to, hear jesus yeah and what did he say what was it that connected her heart i love the fact that she was generous that whatever wealth she had i don't know i I know a lot of people that that have a lot i know a lot of generous people Mm -hmm. but usually we give out of our excess
0: right right I,
1: i think giving to jesus would be one thing that might be easier but what about all the people when they were out in the hillside in the you know along the the river along the the Galilee the Galilean Sea in the mountains oh my goodness the topography right. there is incredible and people would come and maybe they didn't know how long i you know pretty sure Jesus wasn't looking at his clock and saying, I've got 20 minutes for my sermon. <laughs>
0: he did not put God in a box.
1: <laughs> he did not. And there wasn't anybody whose phone is buzzing on their watch saying, um, right now you're going to have to go and do this other thing. And and my sister was a pastor, and she told us one time, she said, when I see anyone in my congregation look at their watch, I wrap it up in a minute. And she oh. said, and I tell them that too, because I've lost them. Right. What, I'm, what I want to share... I've already said it, or it's time for me to end because I've lost somebody. And she never went on beyond that. And I always thought that was so, we all laughed when she told us that at first. And, and I said, man, half of my family would look at their watch and be like, Aunt Meredith, time's up. But, <laughs> but nobody, nobody was looking at their watch,
0: Mm-mm. even
1: when they got hungry. So I'm thinking, Mary had means to be able to fund whatever it was. Right. to keep them going, to keep Jesus' ministry flowing, and what do I give out of my excess? Right. I don't give from the depth, so her generosity was huge, just as a huge connection, right. and her boldness,
0: I am not that bold. She was very bold, I think I think too, yeah
1: and she was willing to look at every aspect she was she was she was willing to be there.
0: When none of the disciples were. None of the brothers, his right. brothers the right. men right. that chose to follow him. And and to their credit as soon as he asked. And right. they didn't probably hadn't heard of him or didn't know anything, but they did. Right. But when that got bad, what they she say? was she was when the bold. rubber hits the road. Exactly. Exactly. She was present. She was
1: fully there. I think she ministered to Jesus' mother. I yes. think oh, she I'm sure. ministered to all those, I think in her love and devotion, yeah. she was part of that group. You know, we've, we've been in, in painful situations in our lives. And I think, I remember a friend of mine, I asked her one time, um, do you know who didn't? I said, do you know who came to your son's funeral? And she said, I know who didn't. Really? Really? The people that are there for you, that are truly there, that are present with you,
0: that is a gift. Yeah, it is. And I love that about Mary Magdalene. Yeah. That's who she was. And I love the bold because she was bold in many, many ways. Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. So Strong and confident in the love of her Lord.
0: Yes. And a, a wonderful example for us yeah. to, to read. And I have so enjoyed um, this research and diving in to really get to know her better. And uh, that's actually how this Bible study came about, about was I want to know. I, you know, you hear so many things. And I'm like, I know that's not in there. So I need to check it out. And uh, just doing that, it's been just such a joy for me. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate mm-hmm. you giving me your time. So I have one last question for you. So what, okay. what are you reading right now that's changing your life?
1: Um, right now, it's been so interesting. I started, um, my kids have always talked about podcasts and I am mu- I'm much more of a reader. And so I'm normally reading and reading my Bible and reading different things. I read, um, a wonderful book by, um, John Eldridge. Oh, and It is just, it was just fascinating. And now I can't remember the name of it either. Um, But it's such a good one. And and I think anything by him is just amazing. And it was all on prayer
0: and how
1: the depth of a prayer. So every morning he gets up and he aligns himself with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Wow. And I think so often. And he prays. For intentionality and really interested in listening and loving um, Annie F. Downs. That sounds fun podcast. Oh, it is good. It's just so interesting. And I started listening to her. And so I listened to whatever she's she's podcasting. And uh, Be the Bridge is a wonderful, um, a wonderful place to start for racial injustice.
0: I um, listened to a podcast. The lady who wrote that was on and it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Latasha Moore. 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 Or more, yeah. Morris,
1: Morrison. Moore. Something. I don't know, but eh, she was
0: sorry. um really I could I haven't read the book yet. I haven't either. But I tried to get it. Her um, her just the way she spoke. I I think it's something that will be easy for us to understand and um, it's a good place to start. I think it is. To learn and unlearn a lot of the the things
1: we thought we knew.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you and I talked about all the things that we read in the Bible, and you know, it's, it's funny because people sometimes think that I know more because I was a preacher's kid. And the more I read and the more I study the Bible, the more I realize, boy, I've got a lot to got a lot wait a lot farther to go. Um, I don't
0: think God wants us to ever. I don't either. Get and it I'm, all here I'm on this also side of heaven.
1: Waiting for the book. I think it's called Your Blue Flame. By Jen Fulweiler. Uh-huh. And it's about your passion and discovering what what your passion is
0: and uh-huh. moving forward with that. So Great. So we can look forward to a Heidi Reeser podcast soon.
1: Well, that's that's still in the in the conversation. I'm I'm still hoping to do one for um, devotions for children, for oh, little ones.
0: Yeah, yeah. There's such a need for that, for good ones. We I've looked for some for my grandkids and and there's some out there, but mm-hmm. there's not a lot of variety. So I think that's a great idea, too. It's from the heart of a Mimi. <laughs> I, think you have a, I think you have a title there. <laughs> I do. Well, Heidi, thank you so much for your time. Thanks, I appreciate you spending time talking about Mary Magdalene. And you brought so much to, to learning about her from just going over there. And I just appreciate your time so much. Have a wonderful day. Thanks. You, too.